Welcome once again to the American Horror Story Podcast brought to you by Bald Move. You can find out everything we do on baldmove.com. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we're talking about, of course, the fifth season of American Horror Story Hotel. This is episode 509, She Wants Revenge. Yep. She wants to fucking tear you apart. Uh, <laughs> right. To call back to the first, uh, some of the music selections from the first uh, episode of the season. What did you think of this episode? I like this episode. I felt like it was uh, Back to the Future 2, where right. kind of we thought like we were in a certain timeline, and then you know uh, Doc shows up at the end with his DeLorean and says, Great Scott, Marty, what about the kids? You, have you forgotten about the kids? I guess it would be Murphy. Great Scott, Murphy. <laughs> and we jump in, and we, we, go, we go far into the future, 2015, where we are reunited with the kids. kids. And we're seeing how the pack of the Lost Boys and a few girls are running around fucking things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, that was the least fa- my least favorite part of the episode. The kids? Yeah, because I, I it's, wish a- they it's never an Alex created plot. The kids. It's an Alex plot. Yeah. They, it's and as far as I can tell, it's it, it's it's deliver. It was created for two purposes: uh, to make a statement on vaccination and to give Alex something to do. One of those goals is worthy. I'll allow you to imagine which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> And one of them was not. And, you know, I just, I, I feel like that um, your girl continues to just phone this thing in. Hey, I I admitted episodes ago that I wasn't on board with it anymore. But, yeah, other than that, I think it was a pretty good episode. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, moving pieces finally coming together and, and Elizabeth is starting to lose her fucking mind. Yeah, no, she's, uh, you know, it's interesting when they do, like, so many characters have these voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fun little game that anytime a character has an internal monologue in American Horror Story, you pretend like it's just you're reading out of a page of Ryan Murphy's diary. And her, like, the one she began with is like, you know, men fundamentally age differently than women. Our their hearts grow bigger and ours shrink, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is not, this is not bioscience. It's not true, is it? I don't think so. I figure I would have heard something about that by now. But you know, it might be something that a woman that was raised in the turn of the 20th century might believe to be true. She read it in the 1918 edition of Cosmo. Yeah, <laughs> the the same kind of person that actually makes you think that if even if your heart really was shrinking you would have less of a capacity to love well I, I, I do hold that to be true do you, you? Have a shriveled black heart and how much how much love can you really give I mean it's 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 the grin it's, <laughs> it's the Grinch physics you. it's the Grinch physics you know right anytime you start loving your heart grows it doesn't shrink what the fuck <laughs> but uh, yeah so, so yeah anyway. so now that we've started talking about that she opens with that monologue and she breaks into the uh, now open, boarded up hallway wing, and she finds all of Valentino's things. Of course, he would have a suitcase full of pictures of himself. Of course. Of course. And um, she continues the monologue. She surrounded herself with fools and flatterers, enemies without and enemies within. And she decides she's going to build something impenetrable. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you really haven't. You're just a selfish rage beast. Yeah. That has fucked over everyone who's really cared about you. Yeah. And I get it. You're the the other thing I don't understand is that they're pivoting this. So I, I guess that the story of the Countess, which wh- by the way, why the what? fuck are we calling her the Countess? Why does everyone call her the Countess? If you are Liz Taylor in the bar, sure, I see a reason. If you're, if you're Will, Will Drake, Drake, who's about to marry her, and you're speaking to your son, you call her the Countess? Yeah, like... And what is she the Countess of? Does Why would Guy J- Ritchie call Madonna Madonna? Why would JPM call her the Countess when he only knew her as a woman, like a, a struggling actress? That he raised from obscurity? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. that I guess that's what I don't like, but maybe this is a point Murphy's making, is I figure that, like, you know... Uh, Elizabeth is this very young, naive girl who fell in, like, you know, your first infatuated love with someone. 
and then they turn you into a vampire and mysteriously disappear before you understood what an asshole they were. So you just you you've carried this torch for like a hundred years. It just gets brighter and brighter and brighter because it's still that like eighteen year old girl infatuated intensity, right? And so maybe he's making a a point about immature. I don't know, but it's like I don't buy this love story of the of the ages. I agree. Um. So Will Drake and the Countess mm-hmm. are in the hotel lobby discussing the wedding details. Uh. Two days before the wedding. Sure. Just so you know. Sure. And I'm... To no one's shock, Will Drake's wants a fabulous wedding. Right. Uh, So Elizabeth says, no, I just want something uh, quiet and... What's the word she uses? Something low-key. And he says, no, we're just going to be the party of the year. And she's like, no, we're not going to do that. And he's like, you're right. I didn't really plan this out very well. So all I have time for in these two days is to make you a dress. Um, I'm not even going to get upset about the timeline well, so here. So here's the thing. I They made it seem like that he was afraid that the inspiration that the Countess has given him was going to dry up if she, she makes her into a show pony. Right. But I don't think they've done a really great job of of showing that Will Drake is much more successful now. I guess they've had a couple throwaway scenes where him and and uh, what's his kid's name, Declatage <laughs> Lachlan. There it is. I knew it was something weird. Uh, him and his son Lachlan come in and like, oh, he's back from France, and you know, we did this fashion show. But they're not like, I don't know what I want. I don't want like some you know. Black and white spiraling newspaper. Will Drake back on top. Shows fashion. <laughs> blah blah blah. I don't, I don't know, but stops like, I, making pants with weed imprints. <laughs> right. Like I thought he was still kind of in the doldrums of non inspiration. Yeah, I thought it was post wedding is when the magic happens. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I don't understand why. I don't know. Will Drake is such a nothing of a character, and I think this actor is kind of a nothing of an actor that whatevs but that's i'm kind of disconnected from this plot right so uh elizabeth approaches liz and uh the full cat claws come out mm-hmm. can i get a can i get a complimentary cat claw? <laughs> it, that, it loses a lot with without the visuals of me extending my claws yeah. one by one but. yeah you'll just have to imagine it um so <laughs> I think this is my favorite part of the episode. Oh my god, I blacked out when it first happened. So, um, so the interesting part about this is that we learn that Elizabeth doesn't show up in cameras. What? Well, Liz says no. She doesn't want to be ca- filmed because she said she's camera shy, so, she which has, I took to mean I don't know some sort of vampire. You can't see yourself in a mirror. Well, I interpret it as she is wants to stay in the shadows because that she is an immortal, non aging vampire, and that arises sus- suspicion. So, like, you have to kind of, you know, her dream is to turn of Cortez into a fortress that she never has to leave because then she can live forever without any threats. I guess that makes sense. Except that that's not really how the world works. No, especially hungry L.A. real estate developers. Yeah. They're going to let you have your fortress forever. Right. No fortune will last 100 years. <laughs> so, especially if you keep giving it to Bernie Madoff, you dumbass. Yeah. So she says, get the flowers here by Wednesday. And Liz says, fuck you. And Elizabeth says, well, Tristan never really loved you. And so uh, Liz just loses her mind. And she says... I'm going to let you do it because I know you love doing it. Uh, You can buy your own damn flowers. Flowers. It's so good. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's just uh, Zenith She's O'Hare. Got, like, honestly, this is, a, this is a Liz. A wounded Liz showcase is pretty awesome. Like her speaking up at the wedding later on is awesome. She's just pretty much awesome. Um, I don't know. I feel like that she's going to be a linchpin in the downfall of the Countess somehow. I agree. Because team... It looks like on the surface that Team Anti-Countess is falling to shit. Now, I guess that could be a long con, which we'll probably talk about more. But, you know, if if uh, Ramona is sidelined and Donovan is, is back in the puppy love mode, that leaves Iris and Liz to save the day. Fortunately, I think they're capable of it. Yeah. Or just Liz. I need, Liz needs a spinoff or to inherit the hotel or something. Something. Uh, so... Elizabeth is getting a pedicure, 
and also watching the news because why not? Mm -hmm. And she learns about the vampire children wreaking havoc across the city as Alex is serving her blood. And uh, that's another straw on this camel's back. And she has, and then we see that she has a private eye that uh, somehow found Valentino staying at a shitty motel. Sure. Well, I mean, they don't have a lot of money. How do they have any money? Uh, I think they had, they probably had, because they were, they were about ready to, to leave the country, to flee the country. So I assume they had a lot of, you know, 1920s money. I tell you what, if you give me 1920s dollar bills, I will think they're fake and I will not give you anything. Uh, I don't know that the people, and plus the other thing is like, aren't those worth money? Like you could take it to a pawn shop and be like, look at these silver certificates, you know? Uh, so if someone just hands you a stack of cash, you're just going to assume that maybe it's worth something. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's still good in circulation. I don't know. There's 1920s I, a motel dollar... owner. Hmm. $1920 are actually worth some money. Cause I actually have a few of the old silver. The, 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 when the, the money was still backed by silver and it's, it doesn't, it, they look almost identical to the dollar of today, but they say like a silver certificate or something like that. Oh, I see. But, um, no, I just figured that they maybe, could go... maybe they got the money off the Australian tourists. There you go. That makes sense. All the there people they killed. We'll just wait on the docks and say, hey, you need some money. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure they had a few thousand dollars. They were wealthy people. And that's enough to buy, put you up at a flea bag motel for wherever or however long you need to be. Sure. Now, one thing is like, did you think that is, did the Countess make some kind of connection between Bar- Bartholomew running loose for some uh, amount of time and these children running amok? No, because there, there is no connection there. Okay, well, I know there wasn't, but I wondered if besides because the fact that Elizabeth Alex finally, did... after several episodes later, confronted Iris about it today, and I wonder if there was a dual purpose well, of this because it was, well, the, the news thing was to tell Alex that the children are rampaging out there. But I wonder if the govern governess or I'm sorry, the countess got anything out of it too. It seemed that I mean she obviously knows that one of the vampires that she's created has created all these children. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess that means that Alex has got some revenge coming her way, but she's got some other things to deal with first. Well, I mean, see, how I do you like not the, put that together? But Elizabeth is true blue for... I mean, because Alex brought back Bartholomew, so I feel like that Alex is very solid in the so Countess's graces right it. now. Yeah. Like, she sees her as the linchpin. She's going to be the new... Sure, you can give Alex a free pass on having done it, but you still have to deal with the problem of okay. all his children. So, right. Yeah. So she goes to Valentino's motel room and they kiss and I don't know. I That's presume it. that they had sex. Probably. But we smash cut back to her at the hotel that night having sex with Donovan. Silent, <laughs> silent screen star sloppy seconds. <sighs> why? What do you mean why? Why is she doing this? Oh, I thought you meant why I, the sloppy seconds. Well, because presumably they had sex and now she's having sex with Donnie. Just, I guess, it's... no, I guess that makes sense. So, uh, she's wearing those onk earrings again. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. It's an interesting detail. Uh, so Donovan tries to make her commit to him and only him forever. And she does. Then she reveals that she's going to be married on Wednesday, but it's going to be a rich widow on Thursday. So this is significant because she's always, it seems like her pattern is to make her lovers swear fealty to her, but she's never done it in return. Yeah, well, like it's they, they a always, manipulation technique. Yeah, I feel like that that's like in, understood that if like you're, you're uh, you know, pledging your immortal love to someone that they're giving it in return. But this is the first, I mean, do you feel like that that's what he... Do you think this is different? Because Donnie's comes across stupid. If we want to get into semantics, she's technically not... Well, no, that doesn't make sense because Valentino's still out there. I was going to say, she's not with anyone else right now. If she kills Will, Tristan's dead, Ramona's going to be dead. That's the thing. Valentino's floating around out there. Valentino's out there. So, yeah, she's just... Donovan's gonna die. I mean, Donovan's an idiot, but I guess they're they're trying to make a point about the addiction because he also said, you know, that he he compares it to being addicted as well later on. So I feel like that, yeah, you can't rationally criticize his actions because they're not in actions of a rational agent; they're in actions of a person seeking a high. Right. So we're back down to the lobby in 
what has to be the weirdest scene of this whole episode and not because of the nature of it but the porn film crew comes in under the name stormcock mm-hmm. um did you notice that the blonde woman looks exactly like cecily strong or yeah. it could be her sister yeah thought that was interesting like the sl- the less funny but slightly more like a sluttier Cecily yeah strong. there you go yeah <laughs> her slutty younger sister yeah so um iris not dis- there's anything wrong with that no there's not at all it's just a way of describing her <laughs> <laughs> so iris decides that she's going to be a crusader for what's good and just and she wants to be a dirty harriet what I, what I thought is funny is because she's lauding the old school pornography when you still had scripts and sets and a plot. And she specifically cites Deep Throat as this cultural touchstone, which I think is right. I feel like that uh, a lot of otherwise respectable people saw Deep Throat at the theater because it was this kind of cultural thing. You know, it was okay to see it. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't understand all that because I wasn't alive back there. That's just what I understand. Hmm. But what I've come to appreciate about Deep Throat is that its actress, Linda Lovelace, is like one of the poster women for women that are abused by the porn industry. So, like, Linda, her husband forced her into pornography. And, like, she did some... I mean, she claims in her book that she did some of these scenes at gunpoint. Oh, my God. She was forced to do engage in bestiality in some of these four. I mean, it's just a really degrading experience. And does my question is... Is Murphy aware of that? And then this is kind of a sub, a double reverse subversive take on a kind of prudish view of pornography or changing cultural taste in pornography? Or is it a kind of a tone deaf critique of like, oh, in the glory days of uh, pornography, uh, you know, uh, the things were better and, you know, scripts made everything Especially awesome. Especially since they're making these people have to be like complete idiots and i get it like there are there are porn stars who are taken advantage of and that don't have great lives and gets addicted to drugs but there's also yeah. seems like this could just be a, a what's it called what's the what's the porn youtube you jizz no <laughs> you porn they're, they're all takes on you and porn. yeah something like that that could just be one like, of those there's an x hamster i think that's the one that breaks the mold i'm gonna be a hamster know. but i'm gonna throw an x in the title so it's all right yeah. X tube. That's what it's called. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but she's like saying like, oh, it teaches girls to screw like that and boys that girls want to screw. like." And I'm like, well, what if you're a girl who does want to screw like that? Yeah. Or what if you're a boy who wants to be more sensitive? I mean, like, what the fuck? Why are we putting people in the boxes? Yeah, exactly. And shaming them for their sexual urges. Like, yeah, you shouldn't do anything you don't want to do, but you also shouldn't feel bad because you do want to get... You know, your your brain's fucked out or a rim job or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Donovan catches her in the act of or in the act of cleaning up these murdered bodies because she left the door open because it's a super smart thing to do. And the other thing is, like, imagine. So, again, haha, this is Ryan Murphy's diary um, or a drunken ramble at a Hollywood party. But. Don't you think that this scene of Iris stalking these people once it's established that they're pornographers and killing them would have been worked way better without the monologue? Yeah. Like just that music was pretty good. Plus we throughout. we we would be able to th- imagine why she's doing it. Yeah. And try to figure out how this fits in her character ourselves rather than having kind of a weird passive aggressive political rant because it's the same thing she's done all along like yeah. when she put the max greenfield character in room 64 and then he was killed immediately by sally yeah she she's selecting these people for reasons to kill them only this time she's doing it herself in person right so we already understand and like you know we already these people seem like they're douchey like maybe if maybe that's a big problem if they were like a more professional respectful porn crew they wouldn't they wouldn't be in this predicament right so Donovan says that it seems like he doesn't know he wasn't aware of Iris even being a part of the plan before. I don't know. I thought they were all in cahoots together, but they don't. No, seem I think to Donnie just page. is impressed. I think he's like, yo, mom, you're so based because she's not killing people. Yeah. Um. So she Iris tells him about Elizabeth confronting her about uh, Bartholomew. And she escaping. had to give up Ramona. So at this point. So 
when Elizabeth came to Iris's room, this is the same night that Alex gave her a son back. How do you know that? Because she's wearing the exact same dress. Iris? No. Elizabeth. She's wearing the same dress she was. And you when... don't think she would repeat costumes? No. But Never. that's like if that's the only indication that this is the same night, I tend to not believe it. Okay, well, I'm going to take it as canon because okay. I'm, she's wearing the same dress and she's never done that before. All right. I am not. And I think it, right. Got it. reversing time introduces way too many problems into the the flow. That's my that's my gut feeling. So at this time, Iris pins the whole thing on Ramona, which alerts Elizabeth that she's back in the picture. And... Donovan says that I'm just pretending to be with Elizabeth and I'm going to use her so that we can get in close. And then he discovers that the male porn star lead, is there a word for that? Actor. Stunt cop. <laughs> is uh, naked in the bathroom still, so he grabs him up. We are now in Will Drake's uh, penthouse suite and he and Lachlan are getting dressed for the wedding. Right? Is that the same day? Yeah, they're getting dressed for the wedding. It's the next day, right? Yeah. So he says that, <laughs> son, you're old enough now to understand how your dad likes to have sex. I like men and women. And he says, what really matters is finding a person who understands you. Miss Evers appears out of nowhere. Lachlan says that he's met her before and she's the laundress. She's cool. <laughs> I can vouch for her. And she says, uh, you can't, you can't marry her. And she tries to warn him that he's going to die. And he refuses and kicks her out. And she's a flashback to, uh, JPM just gushing over Miss Evers and how he would totally marry her, except she's there's this countess ugly. and she's kind of a goddess and you're just homely. Yeah. And I have in my notes, ha ha ha. I was right. Fuck you. I'm telling you, man. I if I if I, if I say if there's sexual tension between two characters, well, I, I am don't a person agree. To be to. I don't agree. I don't think that's where <laughs> they should have went with it. Oh wow, we need to have one of these. She, famous, I just uh, think she, as being a mother, a single mother, I think she would just work better as a motherly character, like how she's coming to Will Drake here to warn him about the perils of marrying this woman. It's exactly what an overbearing mother would do. See, I think so she's doing this. Can... I think she's doing this. To f- this is no, no. She's not doing this because she gets a shit about Will Drake. She's doing this to fuck over the Countess. I agree, exactly. I'm just saying it would be consistent. So she says, "Well, in that case, I will smile at your death, and I will relish the opportunity to clean the blood and shit out of that fancy formal wear, and uh, we'll see if she gets a chance." <laughs> um. Miss Evers, I knew she's in the blood play. I did not know she's in the scat play. Kind of <laughs> changes my opinion on her. You know what? Cleaning sheets is cleaning sheets. <laughs> so Elizabeth is back in the opened up ward. What should we call this? I need a better way to describe this. It's the the, sa- the, cha- the chamber. She refers to it as the chamber. The chamber. Okay. So she's got a contractor there and she wants to make a chamber officially out of it. And... uh She's not really getting her way when JPM appears and he talks a contractor into doing it and doing it fast because he has it's, a penis. It's, it, plus, it's just steel <laughs> and you can just like swing something up there and weld and rivet and, you know. Yeah, just man words and things. I was and- born in the steampunk age. We can do this quite easily and stylishly. <laughs> we'll have goggles and leather helmets and sniper rifles made out of brass tubing <laughs> and robots that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so the contractor leaves and he's going to get to it when she turns around and just slaps the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be so satisfying. I love how she briefly shifts in the, the gun mole mode. She's like, you screwed up, Jimmy. You screwed up. <laughs> you screwed up. Uh, so then he begs her not to leave and she says, well, these improvements better be done by tomorrow and we'll see. Any other thoughts about that? No, I still I, I want to know more about their contract because there's something like kind of interesting about this metaphysical deal they've got going on. Yeah, the one dinner a month. Yeah, and, and how I, how late does the night go? That's what I really want to know. Huh. 
well, if it goes by a spooky law, it will end at midnight. Because we know that Elizabeth... The is, last stroke of midnight. ...is obviously down to have sex with him. She's having sex with everybody, so... She's down to have sex with JPM. You don't know that. No, I feel Some like Some of the times she visits him, she seems to be in a good mood. Yes, but I do think their relationship is more of a dominatrix type, that she is... Uh, deliberately you know withholding the guy i feel like that do you think so because i think that the nature of a serial killer in general is to gain control i get it so it it seems like you would be the one who's more into controlling but if i learn anything from eight years of watching mad men it's that men that have a lot of control that they show externally in their lives inwardly want to be controlled and be submissive i see Uh uh-huh so donovan brings ramona the porn dude and he said he admits he's addicted to elizabeth and he's not strong enough to deal with this by himself and he knows the the power she has over him selling this perfectly he says i slipped a whole bunch of ghb into her drink and i knocked her out and he sells ramona pretty hard on this idea at this point i was thinking that with the blood that with the blood that they were drinking that Donovan had actually slipped a bunch of GHB into the porn dude. I thought so. Yeah, you had really sold me on this idea. It would make sense, wouldn't it? I did. You yeah. feel like that was a missed opportunity? Honestly, I thought it was cooler than what eventually happened, which was just a standard fake out with the Countess. Yeah. But, you know, I guess on the plus side, Murphy got another 10 minutes of drama out of it. Right. But no, it's one of those things where, like, your idea was so cool as it was happening that I got super excited for it. Yeah. You know, and, and then when it finally ended up, it's just, you know, the Countess laying there and she springs up. It's like, <sighs> I'm like, oh, this isn't as cool as what Cecil yeah. came up with. <laughs> Especially at the end of the scene, he they both drink and I'm like on the edge of my seat. Like, does, does he have a Princess Bride immunity to GHB? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And they're drinking and she says to revenge. And it's the way he says to revenge. Like, yeah, the, no, it's yeah. an ironic we should make a deal with each other that we will not build up each other's expectations for American Horror Story. Okay. Because it's just nothing good can come of it. Agreed. <laughs> Ramona, in the 20 years that she was gone after Elizabeth, went home to her parents. So we're back to 19 or 1992, that's right. And she stayed with her parents for a few months while her mom fed her soul and her father... Set her straight. Chicken blood for the broken soul or whatever it is. Chicken blood for the vampire soul. <laughs> and uh, now we're going back to her third season roots <laughs> when she was the voodoo priestess. You're right. Um, so her father is showing some signs of dementia. She asked to take him to the doctor and he stubbornly refuses to do that because. Um, Got to take turns being sick in this family. Yeah. Your 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 mama's a selfish bitch. She's hogging all the sick time. <laughs> Rude. So, uh, you know, she redeems herself by dying, and her <laughs> so her father can officially just lose his shit. Yeah, which so, he promptly does. This made me really sad, dude. Yeah, because like you know, I, if if you listen to my podcast long enough, you've you've uh, you've heard a tidbit that my grandfather died after a prolonged bout with Alzheimer's, and it's the fucking worst. And this. In a nice little ten, you know, ten minute vignette explains why it sucks so bad. Except for, in my experience, in in you know, really deep Alzheimer's patients, there's a lot of anger there too because yeah. they're a grown ass person and they're losing their mind. Well, and, he and showed it here when she offered like to take him to the doctor. Mm, he, yeah, he got... I guess it's a little bit, but that's maybe that's heavier than than Murphy wants to get. But no, I was it, I was unexpectedly traumatized. So well done, Murphy. Yeah. But that's the other thing is like. Don't know why this vampire blood that gives, you know, immortality can fix any bone can't fix brain problems. I can't just clean the plaque off that those neurons. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Just because something's a near magical cure doesn't mean, mean it has to be a literally magical cure. I always wonder that. Like, if you, if it makes you into your most perfect self, uh-huh. would you have, like zero percent body fat would your all of your scars disappear that would make sense right 
Yeah, I like the True Blood where you're frozen in time from when you were exactly. Turned. You can but, in True Blood in the books. I don't know if I ever actually address this in the podcast. I guess we'll have to go back and do another True Blood podcast. <laughs> but in the books, you couldn't even change your hair. And same with Interview with a Vampire. Oh, they do do that in in the the you show said, of True Blood. You said do do. They do do, but I uh, but I guess also it doesn't cure chicken pox. So there are limits to the glampire virus. Yeah, you can mend broken bones and and heal you super rapidly. Right? Yeah. But chicken pox, measles, and Alzheimer's and baseline dementia can't they can't do shit about. Yeah. So I thought her dad that there's one of the reasons that the thing worked is because he was able to economically introduce himself as his loving, supportive father who instantly took his daughter back, even though he hasn't seen her for thirty years. Twenty. Twenty? Right. Okay. I thought he said thirty. From the seventies to ninety, yeah, from from seventy two to ninety two, that'd be thirty years. Seventy two to ninety two. Yeah, seventy eight. No, you're right. Sorry, I can't do math. It's okay. Um, so he hasn't seen him for twenty years, and he's just such a warm individual because he only had like thirty seconds of screen time before he started going into, uh, you know, uh, President Grandpa mode, and I, yeah, I, it, he he did a really good job. So when she finally had to off him, it was kind of horrific. Right. And I feel really bad for poor Ramona. I agree. So, yeah, you just skipped over all that. She gets broken into and murdered. She turns him. Um, and they stay together for another 20 years. She takes care of him. That's the thing That's that was crazy. really horrific is like. It ages you in dog years to take care of someone like this. Yeah. And to have it, to do that for 20 years. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just a mint image of her, like, feeding him blood, bowls of blood and whatnot. I, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Watching MASH reruns, terrible. For 20 years? <laughs> for 20 Jesus. years. MASH is a good show, but man. <laughs> I couldn't even watch Breaking Bad on nightly repeat for 20 years. <laughs> so... um. So she comes home one night and sees that what looks like the exact same burglars decided to hit this house again, and her father killed them. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with this because becoming a vampire doesn't give you super strength or super agility, anything like that that's been established. Yeah. How did he How did he kill these guys? I don't know. Well, he doesn't know what's going on. I don't like, know. Like, they got it. They killed him the first time pretty easily, I guess but suddenly f- he can like tear their flesh out, and I, I don't know because they, they they make it clear that these vampires don't have like superhuman strength or the ability to even naturally slice open somebody. They have to have a weapon or something. Exactly. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's creepy and horrific and kind of serve you guys right. So I don't, the, I don't judge yeah, it too harshly. Fine. Yeah, and maybe they in, in, in underestimated having him. dementia doesn't make you savage you don't just start tearing people's throats out with your teeth because you're hungry but i don't know never had dementia or been a vampire yeah if you're a demented glampire watch yeah. out that's the so, key to unlocking the beast so ramona doesn't quite understand what's going on with them either so you know, she hey, gives him a like, xanax and drowns him strength? he's got old man strength and dementia and glampire that's that's the key any two of those things isn't enough to unlock the super strength mode but all of them together watch out yeah. So present day, Ramona's pouring up blood for them, and she says the internet changed everything. My movies are being streamed for free? <laughs> yeah. That, and I'm offended by that. Yeah. Where's my check? Where's my check? <laughs> and so this is what drove her to take revenge on Elizabeth. And then that's when they have the suspicious... Uh, oh, God. Why did the word suspicious toast that word just escaped me suspicious toast what the fuck are you talking about when they clink glasses and he says oh, to oh, okay. revenge okay gotcha so alex is posted up outside of this kid's house because it's just that easy to figure out what's going on just and, follow the trail of blood and stuff and bodies yeah alex sees a pizza delivery guy go in and doesn't come out so she she slips in sees that the sunroom is piled with dead bodies of parents um she finds the delivery guy on the floor being drained by the kids. And the little girl, Madeline, says, I don't want to drink blood. I don't want to stay here anymore. I'm just, I'm over it. And the, the one of the kids, whose names I'm not going to bother to learn, 
reveals that they killed all of their parents so they could get away with it. Because that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to call him Rufus uh, after the, the Peter Pan hook movie. Yeah, so not only are there a bunch of children missing, but there's also a bunch of children and their parents missing. Mm-hmm. Perfect crime. So <laughs> Right, that's all you got to do. <laughs> Hear that, kids? If you want to get away and live like a Peter Pan lifestyle, step one, murder your parents. Yep, that's it. And then done nobody's there to look for you right just just don't make the classic mistake of murdering a pizza boy no because the pizza company will follow up on them not because they give a shit about the delivery boy they want their 20 they want their 20 bucks for the pie (laughs) that's what they're going to be following up for yeah in 30 minutes or less are you gonna get out of jail free card sure um so she says come with me to the hotel i can take care of you and uh they politely decline uh, why didn't they leave the little girl with Alex? Or why didn't Alex fight harder to take that little girl? Because I don't think... Or the other kids that didn't want to These be kids there. are armed, and I don't think she thought she could take 13 of these punks. Being a vampire gives you super killing no, power. No, she's not an old man, nor demented. She's You're just right. a vampire. Right. She's got stupid face. So, Donovan and Ramona show up to Elizabeth's room... And she, Ramona, Ramona slinks up to kill Elizabeth, and Elizabeth does her routine. Um, and he throws Ramona down. Iris. Checked like a cat threatened with a squirt bottle. <laughs> yeah. Iris locks Ramona up in the body cage within this, this ward. I've already forgotten. The, the chamber. Ward. The chamber. Uh, so Donovan has officially. Or it's revealed now that he has bought back into her bullshit. He is addicted and there's no hope for him. And Ramona wakes up and tells him that you're very pretty, but you're very, very stupid. And honey, you're very, very pretty. (laughs) Uh, Can I ask you a question? Sure. What meta message is Murphy trying to say here that about lock-ins people you don't like into a room and hate watching them die i thought you were going to say that were you gonna ask me what he's trying to say about addiction oh that they're hopeless because that's not great no i don't think you can't trust an addict well yeah no i i i i I, uh hold to that belief (laughs) myself uh, so what he's trying to say about hate watching people dying, I don't know. Is there a message to send there? Well, I mean, like, you know, hate watch is something that's like talked about on the internet and it's been like, you know, the, it's been a lot of debate on bald moves forums right now because, you know, me and Jim, oh, unfortunately had to take the brick sensitive. bat. Hey, you know what? Uh, I saw, I am, sue me. Um, me and Jim had to take the brick bat to two shows. One that we kind of like, I don't know, should know better by now, but one that we genuinely enjoy and we're disappointed by. And this whole concept of, like, hate-watching is this modern thing, like, that you derive some kind of dark enjoyment from watching something sputter and fail and just be stupid. And does Murphy think that that's something that people do to his stuff? Is that something that he thinks is a cynical, joyless reaction? Is it something that he himself engages in? What is he trying to tell about the philosophy of hate-watching? I don't think that there's anything to be read into that besides it being a really funny way to describe watching ramona die through your ip cameras yeah no it was super it was super funny but i also think like if you take your big bad of the season which increasingly is clear that elizabeth is if not jpm maybe they're both equally monstrous but making that be her hobby to sit around and hate watch something i thought was interesting elizabeth back in valentino's room and they are talking about running away together she's working on manipulating him out of his relationship with Natasha. And she has been paying... I don't think she's manipulating him. She's just nakedly saying, if I murder her, is that going to be a problem? Is that a deal breaker for you? You got to warm him up first, and that's where the (laughs) manipulation comes in. Uh, So she has been paying off Natasha with a little black plastic card, uh, sending her out shopping all the time. It's that card that Kanye is always talking about. So she... (laughs) Yeah. So Elizabeth does nakedly explain that she wants to kill Natasha, and they're going to do it tonight when she invites her over. When you say nakedly explain, you're not saying it being explicit. She literally just shows her ass and says, <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly. then Rudolph's like, whatever you say, lady, gotta get, gotta, gotta have <laughs> gotta that ass. Gotta dance. <laughs> Love that ass. <laughs> 
So she she flounces off with her fur coat thing, and as Donovan watches in horror, but is still committed to the plan. Yeah. Elizabeth and Will Drake are married almost exactly the same way that JPM and Elizabeth were married at the bottom of the staircase. The, the what's the word for it? Is he a priest? Yeah. Is he just a... JP. He's either JP or just a priest. Yeah. So he asks if anyone has any objections. Liz hilariously does. Uh-huh. On, on <laughs> many says, levels. don't mind her. She drinks. Uh-huh. Um, so they all decide to split up before she leaves for her honeymoon. I do love, Wait a the, minute. I love Gaga's performance of beings like just, just how artificial she is. Like, oh, my men and oh, my family. Oh, you're such a, you, of course you can go drink, darling, as your bar. And just, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. So. You said, wait, hey, wait a minute. You just uncover a plot hole that you didn't just filled while I was monologuing here. No. They, she said that they're leaving for their honeymoon tonight. Natasha is always coming, also coming over the same night hmm. to unleash her murder plan. But I think I don't know. But that also, she, she's killed Will Drake by this time, so it doesn't matter. Right, and I don't think I think she wasn't being honest when she said I was going to kill you in France. But I mean, I think she was just saying some cold smack. Well, yeah, she said I'll wake up a. No, I don't know. Yeah, Who so knows I, what I her original wait. plan is? We know how it worked out, though. Because I don't think... One of the reasons I think she wanted to be low profile is I think she wants as few as people to possible to to register that they got married. What is she going to do with Lachlan? What's the plan <sighs> there? Well, probably uh, stow him in her Game Boy room. Oh! What if that's how she circumvents the prenup? Everything goes to Lachlan. She keeps him. Uh, as a reward. That might be. But, the, but wait a second. The, here, here's the thing He's about got the prenup. Does the prenup cover murder? Like if if you murder like if if you if, no not not murder but if you just die like if like uh say we we got married well, I guess that's true perish the thought say we got married and we signed a prenup where it's like you know you you get yours and I get mine uh in the case of adultery or leaving or whatever if it in case of the spousal death does that really still apply so it's not an issue of a prenup it's an issue of your will right i would think so and i i would imagine that his will would say that lachlan gets everything so you're probably still right no matter what happens yeah so if he designates elizabeth as lachlan's guardian then she's got access to all of his money right mhm just as long as you keep that kid around yeah so yeah i think that's how it's going to go okay but but that's part we of did the, make an agreement that's, that's not to of, get each other's expectations. That's true, but that's up. also part of the will process is like who is the legal guardian of Lachlan. And I don't know that would just – do you think there's going to be some kind of weird custody battle where Lachlan's grandparents are going to be like, oh, you're a hussy and you just took my son for the money? And... If this were the real world, absolutely. This is a famous fashion designer. There's going to be tons of people fighting over his eyes. That's leftovers. what I'm feeling like too. And also we did were wrong – uh, it turns out there's three more episodes. They're going to take a break after next week, and in January they're going to come back to be three more episodes, which yep. I'm not. I was excited because I thought they would actually wrap things up in ten episodes and not have the typical... I, I Usually, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll withhold judgment, but my the pattern I've seen is when there's always like uh, one or... I feel like everything that happens after Christmas is less relevant than what happened before Christmas. Yeah. So... One of these days, they'll wise up and just do a 10-episode season. But until that day. So Elizabeth twists the knife in Liz again and gives her her bouquet and hopes that she finds her true love, which is just terrible. I like how even though Liz will give her shit, she is still afraid of her. Like yeah. when the Countess stepped forward to the flowers, she like took a step back. Like, oh, God. Yeah. So uh, Drake is in the hotel bar having a drink. And then J.P. JPM shows up to congratulate him. He says, me and the Countess are acquainted. He says that... In the biblical sense. <laughs> blended families are hard work. And he says, yeah, she really loves my son. And then JPM says, I wasn't talking about your son. And introduces him to Bartholomew. Uh, Elizabeth shows up and says, I was planning to kill you in Paris, but I guess I'll do it now. Because you were such a shit to my son, and I will make you suffer. This immensely. kind of plays Will is so terrible. Everything he says in this scene where he's trying to show some anguish is just, that thing can't be yours. It's not human. Like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. It's like the masculine version of Siri is what it is. I remember seeing, I mean, from when we were shown the baby, uh-huh. it looked human with severe disformities. Yeah, right. But Will Drake, I mean, disformities. I'm, I mean, I guess that's uh, <laughs> disformities. I think that Will Drake, uh, I could roll with the idea that he's been around beautiful people for so long that he's just lost that kind of compassionate, like, right. You know, this 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 less beautiful thing is an affront to my humanity. Oh, get it away. Get it away. Memento Mori. I don't want any of that. I'm going to be young and beautiful forever. Ah! <laughs> you done? Yeah. Uh, so Drake wakes up in... Uh, it's so funny. In my notes, I've called this thing so many different names. But he wakes up in Murder Hall to Ramona <sighs> in her cage and... He helps her out before her thirst overtakes her, um, and she feeds on him. Miss Evers shows up to fulfill her promise, and all of this is being watched, or I'm sorry, hate-watched by Elizabeth mm-hmm. in her bathrobe on her bed. Um, and my first thing is, did you see that Miss Evers didn't show up on the camera feed? Oh, I did not notice that. And also, it does a zoom in on Elizabeth's eye. It's like twitching and she's going fucking crazy. It's a a nice bookend to how it opened on her other eye. Yeah. Opened on her left and closed on her right eye. Yeah. Um, Maybe it'll open on her, th- her, her, third, her eye. third eye. This is wide open next episode. Is that, uh, I got to say. A, is that a code for her vagina? <laughs> uh, I got to say that Elizabeth promised that Will Drake will suffer immensely. And he gets eaten alive by Angela Bassett. To be fair, he did shit his pants. I don't know. Per Miss Evers. I just don't know that that qualifies as suffering immensely. I mean, do you think getting eaten do you think getting eaten alive by Ramona Flowers is suffering immensely? I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> uh no. No, that's not bad. Also, like, just from a tactical standpoint, why would Ramona, like, she's not, she can't be, like, thirsting to death already. You like, think she would just sort of nibble on him a bit? Well, I wasn't, because I was going to let one of the feedbackers bring up that point. But, yes, that's also a valid concern. But also, you, again, vampires don't have super strength. Having two people brushing the door when they open it next is better than one. Like, I get it. If no one's come in another day or two, this is it. But... How long has Ramona been locked up? Has it been a day? I think so. How hungry can you be? That's what I'm saying. Like, I've gone a whole weekend without eating just as a physiological experiment. Like, come on now. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. You were starting to look pretty good. <laughs> I'm very... I'm starving. I'm gamey. I'm gamey as shit. <sighs> well, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> uh, nom, nom, nom. What else do you got? Do we have... Do we have... Oh, we got some feedback, We got yeah? some feedback, yeah. All right. If you'd like to send us feedback, it's ahs at baldmove.com or on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Uh, first email, I cannot use her name for reasons will probably become obvious. Uh, let's, let's, let's go, and I can't say if it's a, a man or woman. Let's go with a Deep Throat. <laughs> deep Throat says, I am an actor slash actress, and in the last couple months, I've auditioned for American Horror Story a couple of times for this episode four, 509 and the next episode 510. I just thought you might find it interesting that just to even audition for the show, we had to sign non-disclosure agreements. We're not allowed to talk about auditioning for the project or any details of the role to anyone. A lot of shows are really big these days about making sure that people don't post anything to social media sites and to try to clamp down on spoilers and the like. The sides they gave us, parenthetically, they say sides are the lines or scenes that casting directors give you to audition with, weren't even for the character that we were auditioning for. It seems like they are really trying to keep actors from spilling spilling secrets onto the internet. And after all that, the part I auditioned for didn't even make it into the show. That goddamn Murphy. I'm not even going to tell us the part. Doing the old uh, deep throat switcheroo. <laughs> Says, also, since I'm an actor slash actress, I live in L.A. <laughs> Pretty sure actor is the PC way to describe any actor. Sure. Uh, to your question about L.A. nightlife, the bars in L.A. close at 2 a.m. On the weekend, most bars will definitely still be open at 2. But during the week, it's not a sure bet. Wine bars almost always close around 11, pussies, and the other bars close down between 11 and 1 if they are slow and don't have customers. So what do you do for the rest of the night? Like between 2 and 6 a.m.? Sob into your pillow. Huh. Uh, You can find a bar open till 2 any night of the week, but it can be kind of hit or miss. 
I happen to be a bartender too. Struggling actors slash actresses need to pay the rent somehow. Uh, I was going, if I had to bet, it'd be bartender or waiter. Like that's uh, from, from uh, uh, everything I know about the acting industry, which mostly comes from Hollywood, mostly comes from movies and television shows about struggling actors and actresses. I, that seems to be the stereotype. I read this thing about a, or maybe a coworker told me that there is a TV show, probably on Bravo, about a bartender <laughs> who just happens to have, I don't know, a lot of spunk and personality and drama and famous people visiting the bar. So you should really turn that into something mysterious, American, anonymous emailing. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that really sucks in LA is late night food. If you're looking for a decent place to eat after 11, you're pretty much shit out of luck what? unless you want the Thai In-N-Out food. Burger is not open all night. What it says, it was one of my biggest disappointments after I moved here from the Midwest and made me long for the days of 3 a.m. trips to the Waffle House. Um, you know I don't know. I, I don't out? think people in LA eat. That's the problem. So especially after that... 11, they'll turn into gremlins. I heard they don't have steak and shakes out in that side of the world. That's probably true. Can you believe that? These poor people. I don't know. They stop drinking early. They don't eat. I think it's the in and was it the in and out that I came back from San Diego raving about? Yeah, that's I would take that over steak and shake. It's like essentially a five guys done. But if it's not better. open all night, what are you going to take? It's true. Steak and that shake shit, is open. You're going to pick grass off the ground and eat that. Yeah, that's probably why you're right. Yeah, I don't see how steak and shake stays alive in like small towns like you know Batesville. We drive past Batesville is in the no man's land between Cincinnati and Indianapolis. Yeah, they have an all night twenty four hour steak and shake. How the fuck is that a winning proposition? They're paying their servers nothing. Oh well, their staff nothing. That's depressing. Amy J said, "Didn't strike me until today." Thank you for that deep throat. Um, if you have any other observations about. Uh, the, the the whole acting gig. I was I'm I'm interested specifically if you want to email us back. I'm interested in knowing what the sides are like. Like if you're not reading lines for the character that you're being given, do they find like a character archetype that's close to that? Oh, it would make sense. I mean, you want them to like represent if you that person, if you want right? to if you want to cast someone that's like you know a plucky ambitious brave leader girl. Would you have them read lines from Princess Leia in Empire Strikes Back? No, that's very specific. No, I'm just uh, saying, maybe, like, where did they? Do, what, what, what do they do? What if you just write something? You make something up specifically for an audition. But it's got to have some relevance to the role they're playing, or else, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. So I'm just trying, like, what is an example of? I guess you probably couldn't give us word for word examples because that would out you too. But yeah, anyway. but it's the difference between a Swedish woman or a, here's a better example: a hipster lamenting the lack of kale in a hotel. Or you give them a line of a hipster lamenting the lack of kale in this particular restaurant. You mm. can get close, I guess. I guess. But I don't know. I'm I would argue that that ass. is the character, though. It's just they're in the same character, different situation. Which, if that's what she's ta- that's if that's what the person's talking about, uh, then f- well, you know, fine, well enough. We'll never know. The character never made it on the screen. I, don't know. I just want to see how deep this throat goes. It's, I hope that I also hope that I see this anonymous emailer, or I'm sorry, deep throat. In upcoming seasons or episodes, please let us know if you do so we can keep an eye out for you. Yeah, well, except for as soon as Murphy listens to her podcast, he'll triangulate her appearance and then she'll never work in this town again. It's an anonymous person. You keep assigning a gender to this person. I That is <laughs> true. I have done that to th- this man. <laughs> this strapping gentleman. You're no good at this. I apologize. Please never tap him for secret agent work. Nope. Because I'll, I'll my secret name, my secret identity will deep throat. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, Amy J said it didn't strike me until today how much this season has reminded me of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Take the two <sighs> protagonists, Lady Gaga and Frank Inferter, two sexed up, sassy, beautiful creatures, both possessing of otherworldly qualities, amass a consistent following of devotees and lovers, only to see their created universes start to crumble around them. In a scene of Rocky Horror, Columbia, one of Frank Inferter's longtime devotees finally snaps and gives this little speech. My God, I can't stand any more of this. First you spurn me for Eddie, and then you throw him off like an old overcoat for Rocky. You chew people up, and then you spit them out again. I loved you. Do you hear me? I loved you. And what did it get me? Yeah, I'll tell you. A big nothing. You're like a sponge. You take, 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 and drain others of their love and emotion. Yeah, well, I've had enough. Does this not sound like a pitch-perfect description of the Countess in any one of her instances of moving from lover to lover? 
Given that Ryan Murphy did a whole Rocky Horror episode in Glee, I've got to think that this is completely intended. I didn't know that he did a Rocky Horror picture, uh, picture Show episode of Glee, yeah. but it does seem like it's in his wheelhouse. Right, yes. yeah. Uh, obviously, we're not at the end of the Countess story yet, but if the Rocky Horror simile continues, I'm going to predict that Gaga gets killed by two of her previously most trusted servants. My guess would be Liz Taylor and Donovan, just as Frankenfurter is killed off by Riff Raff and Magenta in the movie. Uh, so Donovan is a spurned lover now, but he's still, that's the thing, like, he's still addicted, and you can't trust him to make rational actions. Right. Even though, because, you know, he's been hurt and spurned before. And I could see him here. being the one to kill her. How? It's a crime of passion. Hmm. She finds him, or she finds her with Valentino, and he just loses it. Yeah, I just feel like you can't rely on him. It's going to have to be, I feel like it's going to be Liz and Iris. Okay. And I, I want to see, I actually now, I like Iris enough that I kind of want to see them jointly running the hotel. Right. I completely forgot what a shitty mother she is, by the way. Iris has completely made me She's forget. a terrible person. Didn't we remind ourselves in the first episode not to feel any sympathy for this person? We did, but here we are. Oh, I'm not on that train. Okay. I'm just reminding you of the vows you made. <laughs> <laughs> I have held bad faith with my blood vows of old. <laughs> Is this our first Sally Free episode? Ooh. I didn't see her once. I think you're right. Hmm. I think you're right. Hef said, I liked it in this episode. We saw the return of the Vampocalypse kitties, and I actually thought it was really smart that although they've had some good ideas, killing off their parents in order to retain some level of autonomy, uh, telling the same lie to the police at the school, they're still also kids, and they aren't thinking everything through entirely. I'm curious to see where this part of the story will go. It does seem like they're pushing Alex into a coven queen type of role now, although they've written her so inconsistently, she might only have been there to remind us that the vamp kids exist. Yeah, I don't know that I care to see her in some kind of... uh... Vampires aren't covens, it's a nest, right? Uh, She's the nesting queen. I don't think there's a word for it. I thought that's what they called it in True Blood. There's a Mm. nest of vampires? Yeah, I guess so. What was the interview of the vampire? What's the Anne rice word for is a cluster a murder a clot a clot of vampires yeah a clot that's it a glitter of vampires um glad to see they didn't forget valentino and aaron's nudie crush exist this gives me hope for my possession theory now if you're not familiar with his possession theory uh to briefly summate it i don't think that's a word summate no nope. um it's an ancient sumerian word for briefly explaining something uh Hef says that the whole talk about John's black aura was JPM, he, and, he, and he's been looking at people's auras for generations. He's trying to find someone that's particularly susceptible to swap souls with. Yeah. Because he really misses the physical ki- uh, sensation of killing people, and he wants to return to the mortal world and, and get free from the Stygian heap. It would be so. interesting to see uh, John Lowe doing that accent. Mm. <laughs> because, so he's... I guess that he now thinks... Let me finish his email. I'm curious to see where things go with Donovan and Iris and the Countess now, since Donovan seems to have found out her true intentions. I'm picturing a final lineup of Donovan, Iris, Angela Bassett, and Liz Taylor against Elizabeth, Valentino, March, and John, since that's how the lines seem to be shifting. The thing is, is March and John is a wild card, because JPM has reason to hate Elizabeth. I mean, he loves her, but he also... You know, she keeps spurning him for this Valentino dude. Right. And also, what do you think Liz is going to find out when she sees Tristan reborn? Well, I guess preborn as Valentino. Like, is there going to be some... If we're talking about soul swapping, is there any way we can get Tristan into Valentino's body? Here's the thing, is I don't think they're supposed to look exactly alike. I think that they're all supposed to be, as she explains in this episode, they're all a type. Okay. Right. All the all the brunette men in her life are supposed to be the same type. Tristan, I think, is supposed to look different, but cl- the closest. He's the closest, but he's also nothing like Valentino was in personality. Exactly. Which is why he's still a pale imitation. Right. Okay. Um, continuing with Nathan. By my countess, Gaga has had sex scenes in eight out of nine episodes. AHS is turning into the Lady Gaga sex tape, the TV show. And I'm fine with that. I want to know how many times she's actually had sex on screen, though. Hmm. It's a lot. 
Oh, yeah. Like, she's had sex multiple times in single episodes. In this episode. And also, like, it's pretty explicit. Like, yeah. Like, there is, like, uh, an like, interesting... they're she- both fully nude except for her pasties. Yeah, and, like, there's just an interesting sheet... I, I feel like there's a there's a sheet placement away from this being Skinamax. Right. And which, you know, again, I'm fine with. Yeah, as this long as you see... This is on at 10 o'clock on FX. Lady Gaga's ass can't... Can't, can can't never hurt go anybody. Wrong. Uh, Nikki P said Ramon will probably be out of captivity by the midpoint of next episode. No subplot lasts long on AHS. It was pretty foolish to kill the food when she could drink a little here and there to make it last longer. I agree with that last point. And also, you know, strength in numbers. Glad yeah. they actually laid the ground. You can. That's the thing. You can always eat Will Drake, but right. you can't uneat him. Exactly. Oh, do you think that she's going to turn him into a vampire? Uh, why? To like increase her strength. Increase her strength? I, I mean, like, you know, just to permanently increase her strength. I don't know what she has to gain from that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, glad they actually laid grand work for the reveal about March and the laundress instead of just springing it on us all of a sudden, a.k.a. Aaron was right. Uh, actually, she didn't put that in there. I inserted it helpfully. Look at Murphy <laughs> trying to build character. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. putting these breadcrumbs out and you people were stubbornly refusing to pick him up. I still do. All you Hansels and Gretels, I hope the witch shoves you into the oven <laughs> for being naughty children <laughs> trying to eat her candy house. What, what, what the are, fuck what am I going? What kind of analogy is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you'd like to criticize my analogies or the way I covered this podcast, you can do so at ahs at baldmove.com or send in messages to forums.baldmove.com. All you naughty children. All you naughty children. Come into the oven. That is the forums.baldmove.com. <laughs> And we'll see you next week before we take the long winter hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything to say before then? Uh, no. Goodbye. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. <laughs>